0: Hey guys, this is Shell, your Rolling MC, and welcome to Talk Horror to Me Happy Hour. So as you know, last year, I started to do this Horror Happy Hour um, episodes in October with my podcast. And this month, I decided to do it again because we had so much fun last year and the special guests that I had on the show. So today, though, I'm kicking it off with some scary stories. As you know, Halloween holds a special place in my heart and it is no secret how much I love the spooky holiday and all things horror. So to kick off this month's episode on my podcast, I have chosen to share Chat GPT scary stories. <laughs> so for those who do not know what Chat GPT is, Chat GPT, which stands for Chat Generative Pre-trained Transformer, is a large language model based chatbot developed by OpenAI. It was launched on November the 30th in 2022. Now y'all can Google the rest of it. But I have been engaging with this program, especially at work um, with what I do. You guys know that I recruit. And also in the month of August and September when I'm gearing up for Halloween, I'm always writing something down of different type of ideas of things to come up with either what I'm planning for Halloween or what I'm doing with my podcast or even now what I'm doing at the Art Hub. So there's been a couple of poems, poetry, and some short stories that I have been scribbling down, and I thought, what if I put this into ChatGPT? These spooky tales come courtesy of my half-written scary stories and then transfer them into ChatGPT. Now, one of these feature a crime-fighting twist, but the rest are short stories filled with the macabre element. All right. All right. So after I decided to transfer my little scribbles and my written work into ChatGPT, this program, y'all, worked its magic and transferred them into some great scary stories that I'm excited to share with you all. So I want you to sit back and relax and listen to my collection of ChatGPT scary stories. Really quick, I want to give a shout out to CJ's Coffee, because today's drink is Pumpkin Spice Latte, and if you are a fan of Pumpkin Spice, please stop by CJ's and get you a cup. This is some good stuff, y'all. All All right, let's get started. The first story, The Crimson Avenger. In the heart of New York City, amidst the glitz and glamor of the 1920s, a shadowy figure known as the Crimson Avenger emerged as the city's mask protector. Clad in a sea crimson suit and a domino mask, he fought crime and corruption with a blend of courage, cunning, and charisma. One summer evening, the city was alive with melodies of jazz and the clinking of cocktail glasses. In a bustling speakeasy, a young woman named Evelyn Fitzgerald found herself trapped in a perilous situation. She had accidentally discovered a secret ledger containing incriminating evidence against the notorious crime lord, Victor the Viper Valenti. As Evelyn attempted to leave the speakeasy unnoticed, she was cornered by Valenti's menacing henchman, led by the sadistic Bruno Brick Marconi. With nowhere to turn, Evelyn knew she was in grave danger. Just as Brick reached out to grab her, a crimson blur dashed through the entrance, landing a powerful punch that sent Brick tumbling across the room. The crimson Avenger had arrived. Get out of here, Miss Fitzgerald, he shouted, his voice carrying the weight of authority. Evelyn wasted no time and darted toward the exit. The Crimson Avenger engaged in a furious battle with Valenti's goons. His fists moved like lightning and his agility was unmatched. He fought valiantly, using the environment to his advantage, swinging from the chandeliers, knocking over the tables and dodging bullets. Amidst the chaos, Valenti, a man with a sinister grin, and a penchant for cruelty pulled out a concealed blade. With a menacing gleam in his eye, he lunged toward the Crimson Avenger. The two locked in fierce struggle, their shadows dancing against the speakeasy dimly lit walls. The fight reached its climax as the Crimson Avenger managed to disarm Valenti and delivered a hard blow. The crime lord crumbled to the floor, unconscious and defeated. With the speakeasy now under control, the Crimson Avenger turned his attention to Evelyn, who has been watching the battle unfold with wide eyes. He extended a hand to her. She took it, her heart, her heart pounding with gratitude. Thank you, she whispered, her voice filled with admiration. The Crimson Avenger nodded but said nothing. His identity remained a well-guarded secret. He escorted Evelyn to safety, ensuring she was out of harm's way. In the days that followed, word spread throughout the city about the daring rescue of Evelyn Fitzgerald and the defeat of Victor Valenti. The Crimson Avenger became a symbol of hope and justice during the terminus era of the 1920s, protecting the innocent and striking fear into the hearts of criminals. As for Evelyn, she continued to live her life without a newfound courage, inspired by the mysterious hero who had saved her from the clutches of darkness. The city's night sky remained under the watch of the Crimson Avenger ensuring that justice prevailed in the Roaring Twenties. Okay, so what do you guys think about that one? The Crimson Adventure. I thought that was a really pretty cool story. The one thing I am realizing right now is reading over these stories. (laughs) I think I tripped over a couple of words during the time that I was reading them. But I really did like that one. Um, It was it was pretty cool, and that story. Honestly, I was just thinking about. (laughs) I guess I was watching probably the Avengers or watching Marvel, and I was thinking about what if we had an Avenger back during that time in the nineteen twenties and the Roaring Twenties when we had all the mobs and and mafia and all that kind of stuff that was going on. And so I just I put it into Chat GPT, and here we got the Crimson Avenger. So, anyways. Coming up next is the second story, so stay with me, guys. A second story, a macabre story. In the dimly lit corridors of limbo, the lost souls lingered, their eyes vacant, and their hearts heavy with despair. They were the forgotten ones, the forsaken, their names erased from the book of salvation. Now, they were trapped in a timeless purgatory, tormented by the relentless fires of hell. Their tormentors were grotesque demons with twisted horns and eyes as dark as the abyss. These fiends reveled in their cruel duty, finding perverse pleasure in the suffering they inflicted upon the helpless souls. With fiery whips and razor sharp claws, they lashed out, tearing at the delicate flesh of their victims. The screams of the tormented souls echoed through the endless abyss, a symphony of agony that resounded through the void. They yearned for salvation, for a chance at redemption that would never come. Each day was an eternity. Each moment an unending nightmare. As the eons passed, the souls began to lose themselves. Their memories faded. Their identities blurred into a collective well of despair. They had no recollection of the lives they once led. The deeds that had led them to this grim fate. All that remained was an unending cycle of torment and anguish. But deep within the heart of Limbo, a flicker of hope remained. A small forgotten key lay hidden, a key that had the power to unlock the gates of salvation. It was said that only the purest of souls could find and wield this key, and it was their destiny to free the tormented from the internal suffering and so in the darkness corners of limbo a silent battle raged the lost souls clung to their dwindling hope yearning for the day when the savior would arise to wield the key and release them from their torment until then they would remain trapped their anguish cries a testament to the price of sin, and horrors of eternity and limbo. Okay, so what do you guys think about that last one, the macabre story? So, so we at the Art Hub here is doing a show. It's called the macabre show, Seven Deadly Sins. And when... I had to submit my work. I had to add like a poem or a quote or a statement or something with what I entered, my submission. So I started writing like a macabre poem. And it was part of sin's. And torment and suffering and purgatory, and I was I was like, this is really deep shell, and it just it just came from out of nowhere. So I decided to take what I had written down, and I'm telling you guys, this is the bunch of scribble that I do, and and I put it in Chat uh, GPT, and it came up with this, and I was like, wow, this is just crazy, and um and it was also it was so macabre that it was weird. I guess I want to use the word weird or deep or whatever you want to call it, but it, it was just a, um, it was just really something that I wasn't expecting. So anyways, I have one more story to tell, so stay with me guys. This is the third story and the last story. The House on the Corner of Dead Lane On a chilly Halloween night, the moon hung low in the sky, casting eerie shadows across the town. Trick-or-treaters roamed the streets, their costumes a colorful contrast to the darkness that surrounded them. Yet the most mysterious house of all was the one nestled on the spooky corner of Dead Lane. The house windows blazed with the supernatural light and its grand facade was adorned with assortments of carved pumpkins and ghastly decorations. The children can't help but to be drawn to it, its peculiar allure too captivating to resist. As they approached the house, a sweet and tantalizing aroma drifted through the air, tempting their senses. The front door swung open with an eerie creak revealing a jaw-dropping sight. Candy was everywhere, cascading from the tables, overflowing from bowls, and hanging from the chandeliers. It was a sugar lover's paradise. Unable to contain their excitement, the children rushed inside, their eyes wide with delight. They grabbed handfuls of candy, stuffing their faces with chocolate and treats of all kinds. The house seemed to encourage their gluttony, it's enchanting, spell-blinding them to the danger that lurked within. As the children indulged in their sugary feast, the house came to life. It locked its doors with a sinister click, sealing the children inside. The once bright lights dimmed, and an unsettling silence fell over the house. The children had drifted off to sleep. But when they awakened, they were disoriented and frightened. The house had undergone a grotesque transformation. The candy had vanished, replaced by a dank and moldy dungeon. A wicked witch with a long, tangled beard stood before them, her eyes gleaming with malolience. Children, children, she crooned her voice dripping with malice. I love children. Panic swept through the children as they cried out for help, but their pleas fell on deaf ears. No one came to their rescue for they had broken a cardinal rule of Halloween night. They had ventured away and into the house on the corner of Dead Lane. The witch cackled with glee as she prepared her cauldron. She intended to cook the children as a special Halloween treat. The water in the cauldron began to boil, and the witch prepared to lower them in. Just as she was about to seal their grim fate, a stroke of luck intervened. The cauldron tipped over, splashing scalding water onto the witch's hideous feast. She screamed in agony as she melted into a puddle of goo, defeated by her own wickedness. The children wasted no time. They scrambled to their feet and bolted from the accursed house, running as far as fast as their legs could carry them. They vowed never to speak of the horrors they had endured that night, haunted by the memory of the house on the corner of Dead Lane, a place or indulgence have almost cost them their lives. Okay guys, that's it. Those are my stories. What did you guys think about this episode? Seriously, cuz like I thought it was pretty cool and pretty different to share scary stories. I think I should I think I should have other people on to to share theirs. You know what I mean? It's kind of fun to hear what we were told a long time ago, you know, when we were young, the legends and, and then to hear the scary stories around the campfire, so to speak, you know what I mean? Anyways, I just want to say thank you guys for listening and, um, be sure to tune in next week because next week I'm going to have a special guest and we're going to be talking about one of the infamous serial killers. All right, guys, that's it for me. You're rolling MC. Catch another episode on Talk Horror to Me.